Welcome to For What It's Worth, introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom, now in its 10th glorious season. There are certain women I just want to bitch slap. <laughs> so in summary, people are awful. <laughs> it's, it's kind of true. Isn't there something that's supposed to go here? I'm a horrible person. You leave stuff laying around? I'm a really bad person. Oh, crap. They are back. Do something. Pull that record. We're done. Abort. Well, hello. Here's those guys. You know, the guys. The ones doing this. There you go. Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? We're <laughs> live. Hello, everybody. This is Rue from For What It's Worth. And this is Nuka. Hi, Nuka. I'm sorry. Hello, giggling. This is not my fault. Voss said something very funny before we started. It's not fair. All right. <laughs> that was my motive all behind. Hello. You let me out of the sound booth, and this is what you deserve. This is what we get. Well, on the plus side, you're probably editing that out or leaving it in to make me look stupid. <laughs> we'll find out. I don't think that he purposely tries to make people look stupid. We just do it stupid. on our own. So hello. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Welcome to For What It's Worth, everyone. That's what you're listening to, definitely. Um, And off off in our corners, one last person. Click. What? Hi. Oh, yeah. I'm here, too. I dragged him out. So so why don't don't you all tell me what you've been up to this uh, this past little while? Rue, do you want to go first? Sure. I'll totally, totally go first. So I've been playing the brand new Pokemon, um, good old... Pokemon animation um, error. Let's see, what is it? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's pretty bad. A lot of the um, a lot of the glitches in the background. Features, it you is mean? Features. Pretty hilarious, and really, this is a game that definitely needed to be put back into the um, needed to be baked for about six more months or something like that. So it's been interesting so far. Um, I've also been playing tons and tons of Conan with. Um, actually Voss, and I'm going to turn that over to Voss so Voss can talk about Conan and our employment opportunities that we provide. Here at Conan Corp, we're here to employ all of those who do not wish to be employed. (laughs) They put up a pretty good fight. That's uh, Conan. I set up a server, and we've all been kind of playing on it. And... Uh, for the past little bit is there's thralls out there or, you know, innocent people minding their own business in a camp. And then we go out and recruit them in employment centers and drag them back to an employment wheel where they get to be whipped and run in a circle for hours until they're good. Liberated. And it's it's new hire orientation. Exactly. And then once they're And then we throw a pizza party for them. Yep. And a which is big which is gruel basically. And a big feed pot. Called the pizza party. So we've been enjoying, like like you guys know, we talk about survival games that we play. We like playing our little survival games. So that's the, that's the latest one going out and adventuring. Rue and and I have been playing that with another friend, but then also periodically is Click joining in once in a while. What else have you been doing? You know, we I should know. also we should actually record those. What just what a, our a, our playing our play, sessions? Yeah, are, uh, for what it's worth, Conan, <laughs> you can be an employee too. We'll even name our Patreons our employees. Oh, the next no, biggest thing no. on Twitch. Oh yeah, that's just an idea. You know, 
if you get the McRib tier, we'll name you one of our Conan people. <laughs> oh my Hopefully gosh! Speaking of you. McRib, that's out. <laughs> it is. Where's Tugs? I, and apparently, this is the last time. You asked where's where, you asked where's oh, really? Tugs, and the answer is at McDonald's, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Ba da ba ba ba. Oh wait, it's copyright. Okay. <laughs> Way to go, Rue. And demonetized. <laughs> Please don't sue yeah, us. Playing Conan occasionally with everybody. Other than that, pretty much just kind of keeping up with the usual satisfactory other building management games that nobody else likes. I love satisfactory. <laughs> well, that then you two should play together. I'm waiting. Whatever for... else you're you're being drawn to, Nuka. I'm, w- I'm waiting for satisfactory to come out of uh, beta. But um, yeah. Uh, what have I been doing? Uh, I think last time I, I spoke, I mentioned that I was playing a bunch of Persona 5 Royal. I'm still playing a bunch of Persona 5 Royal and will be for a while uh, working. Uh, for those of you who are teachers or professors, it's um, midterm season right now. So I've been absolutely swamped with uh, marking midterms and dealing with professor stuff. So not as much spare time as I've been wanting to have. And uh as a testament to that in my spare time, I've been uh, doing my Christmas shopping now, mostly online, I'm ashamed to admit, but uh, online Christmas shopping just to get it the hell out of the way because I know that, uh, uh, especially with you Americans uh, there and your uh, Black Friday sale kind of kicking off the, uh, the uh, or, yeah, it's Black Friday, right? Black Friday inside for Monday, I think it is. Yeah. 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 So. It's Black Friday where we all murder each other and attempt to get $5 off the TV. Yeah. So you guys, as soon as that mm-hmm. starts, I know there's no chance in heck that any of the uh, orders I, I make online will make it here in time for Christmas. So all my Christmas shopping is done. So that's kind of fun. Wow. Way ahead Woo. of the game. Trying to be. I don't even have a list ready. Because every year it's always the same. It's like, oh, great. What do I even need? I don't know. Give me the biggest Home Depot gift card you can give. I just like this time of year because this is when I buy all my video games because this is when the time is for you to get a good deal on a lot of games. summer sales for? So, yeah, and uh, those are good as well. That's because I enjoy those. Every, every gaming company is like, hey, we're going to release everything right before Christmas so everyone buys it for their kids. Pretty much. So everything comes out right about now. And it's great. It's it's there's no crunch and every product that comes out is definitely not rushed. Take for example the new Pokemon games. You can... <laughs> <laughs> very, very well polished, one hundred percent nothing at all. Like, let me tell you, watching that classroom and the kid in the background that's looking like a five nights at Freddy animatronic, he's great. He's great. He's just I like the eating animation with the, life, with the head that doesn't line up with the sandwich and just if you, haven't, if you haven't seen that one, it's absolutely worth looking up. It's hysterical. My favorite is I just barely watched this um, where you get to take a photo. Oh, yeah. You take and there's selfie. another. Yeah, they were taking a selfie and the other player starts clapping their hands. And instead of clapping their hands, it's clapping their hands and an elbow. <laughs> just like in real life. It's like it's like it looks like that they broke their hands so it's it's... so bad there's the one that i saw was that if you take a (laughs) selfie and you make a face when you're done the face just stays there so you have a permanent whatever face you put (laughs) oh no our parents were right it will stick like that (laughs) oh no it will oh no maybe the uh the creators of this game could have anticipated this sort of uh uh blunder had they you know opened a fortune cookie and saw 
what their future held. I agree with you. I agree with you. That's a, that's great. Let's open one now and let's see what let's. we have. All right, crunch, rip, tear. No cookies were hurt in the making of this fortune. All right, here we go. You must try or hate yourself for not trying in bed with a cookie. That's a lot of crumbles. I suppose I should uh, introduce the topic. Probably, and we might want. Uh, to. And our topic, yeah, it helps to have. I mean, we could ramble on about uh, Pokemon you know, forever. This, this isn't a Conan, Pokemon, a Pokemon yeah. employment. It's not. That's 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 uh, that's next episode. Uh, but today uh, we're talking about asexuality. Awesome! Out, Great! Uh, Yay! I'm so excited. So. Uh, so I am totally interested in this topic 100% because, you know, I know that you're Canadian, so it's a, right? So asexual sexuality. So I, I'm totally interested in talking about sexuality. I love it. I love it. I'm so into this. Canadian. I thought it was a fawns. Asexual. Yeah. Asexual. (laughs) Asexuality, right? Not, not, not quite. What? Not quite. Okay. Uh, so we're, we're we're talking about yeah asexuality the uh the, the depending on who you're talking to the the sexual orientation or lack thereof again depending on whose definition you're using uh, and as it turns out we have uh very appropriate cast members on here today uh because uh, I'll do uh do you guys want to want to explain very briefly why uh, this is a relevant cast to have on today uh, I guess for that's why I got dragged out of the sound booth and why you can all suffer under my horrible voice. You do not have a horrible voice. You have a voice of an angel. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I didn't say stop. Continue. <laughs> so, but so, so I, I am asexual. So, so the, that is what. So this is relevance to your interests. Yes. So that that Rue demanded. He just came into my office, smashed down the door, hard as he could, broke it off the hinges, and then demanded I get out there and start using my apparently lovely angelic voice that you all have to suffer with to go and do this episode. And I came out super willingly, not screaming, not kicking, not dragging the door. There were very few guns involved. Already, they've heard. Uh, They've heard more from you than they've heard all of last season, pretty much. Probably. <laughs> so what is... So I guess... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt. So I guess I'm completely wrong at what asexuality actually is. So can you tell me what asexuality is? 
asexuality is for for me i go with the de- definition of the lacking of sexual attraction to others well where I, I and it took it's it took a long time to get to this point i think i went through pretty much every possible conceivable way before getting here cuz You'd go through our entire society and everything, and everything's sexualized. Everything is around, and then there, from your birth, you're you're gonna have sex. You're gonna get married. You're gonna have kids, and that was pushed on you, as far as I can remember. So I kept trying different things and going, well, this isn't working. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's going wrong. I don't know. And then it kind of finally clicked, like thirty years. Oh nothing was clicking because it doesn't click in the first place. <laughs> Maybe it's just being in a relationship with somebody who's completely unattractive. Oh, Ouch. You are not. <laughs> Ouch. So for those of you that don't know, um, Click and Voss are uh, a couple. They are together. They are. And I'm not asexual. Whoa. So, I mean, I was going to save that question for for later on in the episode, but since you brought it up, how was that a, This is a spoiler how has that alert. Bob, your guys' relationship. Well, there's there's a keen thing that I think a lot of people need to really understand when it comes to asexuality is there's two there's two parts entirely. There's your the sexual side and then there's the romantic side. And those are two different things entirely. While I can be, have no sexual attraction to another person, I can be romantically attracted to someone. So while I don't want any of the, you know, the, um, bam, everything else. <laughs> the, the Scientific terminology. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can feel affection and love. Usually it's, it's more of a kind of a platonic sort of love towards someone else and want to be with them. So I, I'm sorry. I'm going to ask click now. So how is, how does that affect your guys's relationship? Relationship wise? It's great. I've been through several relationships and if you base a relationship completely on sex, in my experience, it's not a good idea. So thank you. So I'm going to I'm going to pass the buck. Nuka, give us the give us the facts. Give us some of the details. Or the not the facts. Yeah, the so research. Yeah. So uh I guess one thing that I wanted to to mention and and I I pulled up some statistics here. Um most of it's because it's it's uh as as is the case with any orientation or with any group of people in general. Uh, you don't want to treat them as sort of a homogenous group. You don't want to say that everyone who is gay follows, you know, answers this question the same way or everyone who's trans answers this question the same way. In the same way, not all asexual people are exactly the same, right? So if you're asexual, your mileage may vary or your experience may vary. So I wanted to, in addition to the interviews, just sort of intersperse them occasionally with a couple of statistics just to kind of help contextualize um, what the experience is like. So really quickly, a couple of statistics here. Um, I wanted to mention that uh, about 0.5 to 1% of the population identifies as asexual. So um, that's a number depending on uh, whose numbers you're using. It's comparable, for example, to the proportion of transgender people, uh, perhaps slightly smaller than the proportion of transgender people. 
uh, but that's sort of percentage wise in a room full of 100 people is a, a fairly significant chance that at least one person in that room is asexual. Uh, I also wanted to sort of mention that it's not quite the same thing as celibacy. We'll, we'll try to talk about misconceptions in a little bit here, but just really quickly for people who are kind of struggling to wrap their head around what it means to be uh, asexual, uh, it's not just any time you don't have sex. So some people make that mistake and they think, well, I've, I haven't had sex before. Does that mean I'm asexual? Um, celibacy is the term for, for not having sex. And there can be a lot of reasons why you don't have sex, right? For religious reasons, for lack of opportunity of having sex. Maybe you really want to, but you just can't find a, a partner who wants to. Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons why not, but just because you haven't had sex or you, you know, you choose not to have sex does not mean that you are, uh, uh asexual. They are, are distinct phenomena. So hopefully that clears that up a little very bit. Very much different. I also wanted, oh, yeah, no, no, go ahead. Yeah. It's please. that very much different in the, that's why it's lack of sexual attraction versus I just can't get any. There, there's two different things. If there's, you know, yeah. someone's not there or something, then you still have that drive. And then an asexual person won't have that drive. So that would be the, it's also important. Oh, oh that so was just ahead. saying that was, that would be the biggest difference between the two. If that layman's terms. Can I be an yeah. naysayer? Not a naysayer, but can I just like throw something in? What if it's like, I, I mean, somebody I've heard this before. I've heard this before about that it's people that and maybe maybe we'll save that for the misconceptions. Never mind. Go ahead and continue. Um, I, I was going to mention just a couple of other really quick points here. Um, one of the things that's worth considering as well is, is not treating it like like a mental illness. So this was actually sort of the case up until relatively recent in the psychological literature. There was a tendency to treat a lack of sexual desire as a, a psychological dysfunction. Up until about the DSM-4, um, they were still talking about hypoactive sexual desire disorder and sexual interest arousal disorder in, in DSM-5. Um, and one of the key distinctions that you need to separate here is you, you can be diagnosed with, with having very little sexual desire, but what's important to note is you get the diagnosis if it bothers you. So if you don't have a sex drive and you kind of really wish you did, or maybe you had a sex drive at one point and you don't anymore, that's how you get that diagnosis. But being asexual is not a, a clinical disorder. It's not a diagnosis. There's, there's asexual people for the most part have, have no problem with the fact that they're asexual. And if there is a, you know, any sort of association with depression or self-esteem, that's not because they're asexual. It's largely because they're asexual in a world where asexual identities are often questioned or treated as invalid. Uh, I don't know if that's been your experience or not, boss. Yeah, that's, it's been pretty big, especially with sorts of media and everything. Like I remember uh, specifically, it was uh, a Dr. House episode that comes up that it was a person came in who claimed to be asexual and what it, and they, the house just straight up didn't believe him. And thought, well, no one just doesn't want sex. That's not human. And goes through the entire episode. And by the end, it's, well, he wasn't actually ace. He had a growth on his head. And his wife, who said she was ace, just lied to be nice to him. So there are no such thing as asexual. And then that gets played up in media. And it's just the entire world, all sorts of everyone wants sex. That's that's what a lot of people would say would be human. All right, I'm going to throw in the misconception now. 
So I have actually heard before that, um, you know, people that say that they're asexual have just given up. I've heard that particular term before. I don't necessarily agree upon that 100%. So um, I don't agree upon it at all. But um, but I have heard that particular misconception before. It's it's that it's the misconception going back to what is a, what is having that drive and just not having it to begin with. And then you're talking to a lot of people who in this entire culture on our world where sex is so normal and it's everywhere that when you don't have it, you're seen as odd. So a lot of people will try and in my experience, will try and try it out. Well, or they might not, but then if they do it and then they're like, well, I know this, this isn't for me. I'm not interested in this at all. I did. It didn't, it didn't connect with me at all. So I'm just not going to do it anymore. Well, it's the same exact thing in the LGBTQ community. I mean, like just being gay. So, um, you know, like for example, they like, you know, they like the dick, they like the penis. And then if all of a sudden uh, a girl with voluptuous, you know, pillows, comes waltzing in and they're not attracted to that they're not attracted (laughs) to that but they're attracted to something else and so it it just makes sense that there is a situation where there is no attraction there is no like connect that oh i i don't think about that i want i want dick or i don't think about that i want the the voluptuous pillows you know there's well, people out there that don't don't think those things, so it makes sense. So I, I think I'm I'm kind of, I don't know. I think I'm in the middle here because I'm not I'm not completely asexual, but I'm not. I'm definitely not hypersexual. Like it's not a big deal to me. So one thing about it is, you know, I in as far as the way I think, having a logical mind about it, it's like that's not something that I need. I don't have a desire to raise children. I don't have a desire to have a huge family. It's just not something that I think about all the time. I'm not asexual. I, you know, I have great friends, <laughs> but it's not something that I pursue constantly. It, I can take it or leave it. And I, and as far as the way I think is, is you know, just being asexual is taking my take it or leave it attitude and just being like, I just don't need it. When you, you mentioned something that I think nicely leads to another sort of fact uh, is that there's again, no, no asexual, no, not all asexual people are the same. Uh, so there's a huge gradient. There's a huge variation in, in what it means to be asexual. So for example, uh, some people in their definition will say, well, I have no interest in partner sexual activity, right? So they have no interest in having sex with someone, but they may masturbate. They may have sexual fantasies. They may enjoy porn. But then when the actual thought of having sex with another person comes up, they're like, Ugh, no, I'm not at all but interested. Nuka, isn't oh, yeah. that called yeah. a different um, term? If you're interested in yourself. Uh, well, so that, that so that that's like so the idea of, of you know being attracted to yourself is, I think is different than the idea of not wanting partnered sexual activity. Narcissism? So only no, no. stop. Pardon me. No <laughs> narcissism. No, it goes along with that. It, uh, it's ace is a spectrum. There, there goes from yeah. one end of doing it and then completely to a different. There can be you know your pure ace who is sex averse, 
like me, for example, the I, human body is no, that's, there's a million things. And then, yeah. Do I masturbate? Yes. But it's not because I like it or anything. It's more of a, this is a hygiene thing. It's no different to me than taking a shower or brushing my teeth. I do it because it's good for the body. And then I move on with my day. I, I just Googled it. It's called autosexual. Mm, yes. Uh, and, and speaking to that idea, there's actually a bunch of terminology too, uh, sort of that represents people sort of along that spectrum. Uh, so there's terms, for example, uh, like gray A uh, or gray ace. So the idea that you're somewhere between the idea of being fully asexual and fully allosexual, which would kind of be the, the opposite of asexual, would be used the term allosexual or allosexual. Yes. Um, You'd also mentioned the distinction between sexual attraction versus romantic attraction. So you can be asexual, but you can also be aromantic. Yes. You can be one or both or neither. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely a thing. Like uh, going through this, this, this thing, like, I don't know. It, it was, it's really hard to describe because I don't know the feelings I'm supposed to be having. So trying to describe them is kind of hard, but this, this, idea where someone can look at another person and go, wow, they're really attractive. I'd like to get to know them better or maybe do something more. I have no idea what that is or why anyone would want that or anything about that. That just sounds super foreign to me. I just, like, I can tell when someone's attractive by, like, you know, textbook definition. But when I look at someone, I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's a person. They're walking down the street cool for them and so so from what you've described uh so you would be um uh, asexual but not necessarily aromantic I, I would put myself more on the aromantic okay so aromantic as well so you don't you don't feel the romantic attraction as well mostly or? yeah okay so asexual and mostly aromantic going through those like i don't know uh, let me ask all of you guys something. When you went through school and everything, did you guys have crushes? Yes. Rue, did you have a crush? I mean, I had a crush, but I don't think... I think I didn't really understand what what it, what it was. You know, I more or less just wanted to... I, I guess, yes. There you go. That's the short answer. And, and, and Click, did you? What do you mean, high school? Like okay. yesterday, Ed, sure. Any any time, <laughs> I guess. Just growing up, I guess. Of course, yes. Because I have no idea what a crush is, or how one would define it, or what it means to have a crush. And I know everybody growing up in school would say, "Yeah, I've got a crush on this person or that person." And I very much remember going through school and being like, "Yeah, I have a crush on them," and then playing it up because that's what everyone around me was doing. And then I would just go home and not think about it. Like, uh, I remember one story. There was everyone in our classrooms would have crushes on each other. And then one person said they had it on me. And then I was like, okay, yes, I have a crush on you too, because everyone else is doing this. And I don't know what it means. Sure, why not? And then we walked home. But as soon as our road split off, I was like, okay, bye. And then I walked home on my own. And then I don't, uh, I, it seemed like the other person was like kind of crushed by it. 
Crush. Yeah. You had a crush on you. <laughs> I didn't know what it was or what it meant. I just no. thought it was, you know, wanting to be friends or something. And so it was just as soon as it was, okay, bye. I'm heading home. Have a good day. I didn't know there was anything more to it. And I can't, I can't imagine. Like, it's, it's so it's uh, the only thing I can think of. And it's, it's kind of a weird analogy. So uh, I'm colorblind. I'm red, green, colorblind. Right. So I hear of this idea of like red and green. Everyone talks about red and green as being concepts. And to me, I'm like, I, I don't uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it. But, you know, I, I've never seen a, a proper shade of red. And that's the only thing that helps me even remotely try to understand what it must be like to have this thing where everyone talks about it and feels it. And you're like, eh? yeah. <laughs> And I imagine it's probably incredibly difficult, you know, growing up and feeling like, is there something wrong with me or is there, you know, should I be feeling this? And then going through this very, you know, heteronormative culture where, uh, you know, you go and you watch a movie with and everyone and everyone's making out or there's sex scenes. And you're there for and the movie. I'm there for the movie <laughs> and I just got to sit through it. And then growing up, I always remember going. And even today, people will go through and have like these long makeout scenes or sex scenes. And then I just grow and roll my eyes. And then I'm like, okay, look at my wrist. How long is this going to be? And then I get really annoyed because almost never does this actually add to the plot or the story. It's just thrown in haphazardly to be like, hey, these two characters are in love. So when something climactic happens, you'll know it. I'm like, there's... This this is this is lame. This is boring. I don't want to watch it. Yeah, I can't help but think of how many of the James Bond movies have just this gratuitous sex scene in them. Just does not need to be in there. Absolutely no need for it to be in there. But it's there just oh, to, to. You don't really just to scratch. You don't that really itch. notice it. I I don't know if anybody else notices it unless you're Ace when absolutely everything is everywhere. And then, I don't know. Everyone freaked out because Disney had a gay kiss for like 0.5 of a second in one of their movies. And I have to stand here with full like 10 minute sex scenes. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I guess it must be. Uh, yeah, I guess it, 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 I never thought about that before. But I guess if, it, if it's not for you, then man, it's just it's just boring. It's just like and I guess everywhere. Like, so you, you know, mean you didn't advertising like the Titanic sex. and that handprint on the. You know, that the handprint scene, like, come on. <laughs> no, I, I fast forwarded. <laughs> I think we all did. <laughs> Jesus, just get to the ship sinking. <laughs> and that goes through everything. And it's everywhere. I mean, just look at your local Hardee's or Carl's Jr. commercial for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what I are guess you nothing will make you appreciate. <laughs> where they try to go like super sexual and sensual when eating a burger with big naked women. Do they still do those ads? I haven't seen one in a while. I know that used to be a thing. For Carl's Jr. especially, it used, it used to be, be a, a thing. huge thing everywhere. And it always just, I just had to groan every time. I was like, oh. It's interesting because I'm always teaching, in my classes, I teach about persuasion and advertising. And I'm always trying to teach my class, like, man, sex sells. Sex is everywhere trying to persuade you and sell things to you. And I guess nothing would make you more aware of that than being asexual and just have this thing that's, that, that for most people, you know, scratches an itch, just completely fall flat for it, you. It not only falls flat, but is kind of annoying at a lot of times. Well, I, actually, so here's a good question. Um, <laughs> so there's, there's a difference. So is there a difference? Um, 
is there a difference between like, because uh, for some people, I imagine it's like sex is just like, eh, doesn't do anything for me versus others who are actively like repulsed by the idea of sex. I, I think there might be a term yes. for those. I don't remember yes, the they're, term. They're, they're, how it is, is sex averse or sex positive. And you can be either one. Mm. It's another on a scale. For me, I'm I'm okay. sex averse, seeing naked people and sex and everything that grosses me out, and I'm gets. I don't like it. I I walk away squeamish and uncomfortable. I walk away. It annoys me. I don't like it. It's just I at all. So it's is it up there with like is it up there with like pimple popping videos and stuff? You're just like ugh, gross biological functioning. Get it off my screen. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's something around there where it's just it's just seeing it. It just seems like a lot of work, a lot of chore. It's not fun. It's not satisfying or a huge payoff. And it's just I don't want anything to do with it. It's just gross. There's so, a million things I would rather be doing. So I come than from sex. the opposite direction where I, I I enjoy it. I appreciate it. Now I know a lot of people are like, "Oh man, Rue's getting it all the time." No, no, that's not happening. I'm like I. I I mean, one can dream, right? But um, but I know that even on the podcast, I am a little bit loose um, when it comes to talking about things. You know, at the beginning of the, the show, I was a little bit less like, oh, teehee sex. Oh, oh. But um, uh, now I'm a little bit more open and boisterous and just like, yeah, whatever. Does that, an- does that annoy you, boss? Like... Does that like, d- does that affect our relationship? Like, w- w- do I make you feel uncomfortable? No, no. Mostly, because uh, I know where it's coming from, and I know it's a very personal thing. So you even you don't have to say or talk about sex, for, and it makes me squeamish. I I'm I'm fine with it. You can talk it. it the, this is a thing that goes around every day, everywhere, all the time. So I'm just used to it, especially in the furry fandom where a lot of things get very sexualized. Yeah. It's just, it's just another day. I'm so used to it. It's, it's desensitized a lot. So one of my favorite, I, I teach a psychology of sex class for those who don't know. Um, and one of my favorite findings, I'm actually talking about it in a, an upcoming class here but there's actually a natural function that happens in humans to make sex less disgusting. So by, by, by nature, sex is a little bit disgusting when, when you think about it, right? You know, you're, you know, the body, you know, you're, you're going around near body parts where like urine and, and feces comes out of like, Oh, there's something a little bit inherently disgusting about that. And one of the things that happens for most people is the suppression of a disgust response. They actually find that when people are aroused, things that are normally kind of disgusting actually become less disgusting while you're aroused. And so it's kind of funny that you mentioned that, that sex is, is, is disgusting or aversive because um, the research seems to suggest that, yeah, that's actually kind of the, the, the we, have, we have to have mechanisms in place to suppress the fact that sex would otherwise be kind of gross and disgusting for us. Uh, so that's kind of, it's funny to me that that's, that, that your, your experience is, is, I think very much what the default would be if it weren't for these extra mechanisms in place. Something like that. And then the workload for it. Cause it's just, I don't know. I, it's a lot of work for personally, for me, effort. a lot of work and a lot of effort for very little payoff to none. So I would rather go get a, go watch a movie and sit down with someone and have some popcorn. That is infinitely more satisfying and enjoyable than sex. 
And less of a mess to clean up. And less of a mess to clean up. That's Definitely. why we watch so many movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's way better than sex. Movies and popcorn with with a best friend or a partner or anything is so much better than sex. And you sex. still enjoy cuddle cuddling and that particular affection, you know, right? Like that one I I don't mind. It just it depends on who, I guess. If it's gotcha. just random cuddle parties, yeah, I'm going to get weirded yeah, out. Yeah, if there's like squeaked. a random person that's just like, come on over here. Let me cuddle you. <laughs> which which also, by the way, leads to a related concept, uh, sort of related to the idea of, of gray sexual or gray romantic. Uh, the idea of demiromantic or demisexual. The idea that, you know, so this is sort of somewhere in the middle ground where it's like, you know, you can maybe only muster up sexual arousal or feelings of romance only for someone that you really, really get to know very yes, well. That, that, and that right. would go more into the sex positive areas where you you do have sex and you enjoy sex with like a demi, but you need to know the person. You have to be an emotionally connected to the person and then sex is enjoyable. Or even if there's some people who are more sex positive who will who they themselves don't like sex, but their partner does and they like the emotional connection or they want to make their partner happy. So they'll have sex with them just to do that. It's not a complete no sex, never anywhere. It just depends on the person and what kind of part they play on the spectrum. And going through, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's definitely different. I know click and everything it it plays a little bit of a part. Speaking what? going through. <laughs> With that what? I don't know. Should we go to a break then? Well, I was just going to say sure, speaking of click, you know, you want to throw the Never mind. That was a really bad transaction. You're going to go to break. Yay! <laughs> break time. Fine. Unless Enjoy. you got something to say click? No. No? All right. <laughs> then uh, next week. That sounds like a segue to me. Next week, we're going to invade Denmark. Yay, Denmark. The cookies, right? Hey there, folks. Do you know what the FCC is? Neither do we. But apparently, they require us to let people know every so often just what the heck they're listening to. We call these little segments where we tell people that they're listening to for what it's worth, I guess. And we need your help to make them more interesting. God knows you don't need to be listening to any more of our voices. So if you've got a good radio voice, or even just an interesting voice, or just a voice, or if you want to add your own bit of quirkiness to the show, uh, just send us a recording of you telling folks uh, who you are and that they're listening to for what it's worth. 
you can email those idents to us directly uh, or send them to us through SpeakPipe at speakpipe.com slash FWIW. And you might just hear yourself in the next episode. Technology, it's wacky, right? Thank you to our Patreons. You make this happen. Rictus, Lifus, 10X, Ashton Sergal, Nuka, Bubble Whip, Chap Hogarth, Aussie, Black Baldrick, Ligris, Tyre, Ichigo Okami, Guardian Lion, Rivka. We're back talking about asexuality here. Uh, I actually wanted to touch on something uh, that we talked about a little bit in the first uh, segment, but this idea of um, misconceptions and specifically stigma and, and uh, stigma directed toward asexual people. Um, because I know that uh, for what I've heard and what I've looked into a little bit, and you can you can correct me on this, Faust, if I'm wrong. Um, but there's this idea of like stigma directed toward asexual people from a bunch of different directions, right? So you'd already mentioned the idea that you feel like you don't sort of fit in in a culture where you're constantly bombarded with with heteronormativity. Um, you mentioned the idea of, uh, or this this idea that well you'll you'll find someone, or you're just frigid, or you'll grow out of it. You'll find the right person. Um, but it can get a lot more insidious too. So there are stories, for example, of, um, and we see this with other LGBTQ uh, identities, uh, the idea of like corrective rape. Right? So the idea that, well, if, if you know, someone forces themselves on you, maybe you'll change your mind. Um, and also- I'm gonna make you like yeah, sex. Exactly, right? Or yeah. the- just, just, give me, just give me a chance, dude. Just give me a chance. I've, I've, I've heard that. Oh so, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that that goes on and it, it, it gets pretty bad from a lot of people who are in, especially in relationships. And if they didn't come out first as, as asexual and it goes into the, a certain people will try to, you know, pound the asexual out of them, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you don't like sex, but I'm going to get, you're going to like it with me. I promise. Yeah. You're going to do it and we're going to do it. And then it go. it's, it's bad. It's, it never ends well. Some people, and I've seen this before, they take it as a challenge. Yeah. So they see somebody that doesn't have a lot or, or they haven't gotten with a lot of, a lot of people to some people that's attractive to some. So they will go after that particular individual. And I've seen this firsthand because I have had, um, I, I know my significant other, like my significant other, he doesn't really do a lot of things sexually. But I hear things all the time from other people about, oh man, if he was like, he, if, if he was more available, like I'd totally pound his ass or like, you know, different things like that. And he's just not it's just not something that he's 100% into now has, has he came out as ace? No. And, um, you know, he's, he's not, but he's not on that particular spectrum of wanting to, to, to do, um, do things all the time. So I've seen that, um, that firsthand, how almost people think of him more desirable because of the fact that he is, so reserved about um you know who he has done things with yeah does that make any sense yeah it's it's looking at someone less of a person and more as a trophy and something Mm -hmm. to conquer especially when they've gone through very adamantly or they've lived their life as someone who doesn't have sex or is not interested in it so it's it's being told no 
some people are just like, well, well, if I'm going to be that one person who gets the yes, or I'm going to, I'm going to conquer it. And then I will be able to tell everybody that I did it and no one else gets to. At the flip side of the coin, just showing another element, I think that um, some people, they come from the experience, well, if I like it, then it's something that I want to share with you. And um, something that's happened to me, I quite have enjoyed. And I want to share that with you. And I want to do this particular thing with you because it's something that I enjoy. And so there is some people that may not mean to um do you get what i'm trying to say sorry well if it's if it's coming from more of a kind of a partner or more loving kind of place then that's just something you guys got to talk about and if they say no then that means no yeah it's, it's a content mm-hmm. thing right at the end of the day it doesn't matter how good your you think your intent is at the end of the day a person has bodily autonomy and if they say well i you know i don't uh, maybe you know you, you could say that uh, maybe you think I would like this. That's fantastic. I don't want to do it, and that that, that yeah. should be where the conversation is at the end of the day. You can't assume just because you like something that other people are going to also enjoy that. I mean, it's just like with anything, with art, with music, or whatever. You say, "Hey, I'm I I really like this. Everybody is gonna like it." No, that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, I hate pineapple, and you're wrong. I love pineapple pizza, and I think it's great. Disgusting. <laughs> so I wanted to uh, – I want, actually, this, this gets at a good point, too. It's just the invalidation of asexuality in general. So I think one of the battles, from, from what I hear from asexual people, one of the battles is just trying to be taken seriously. Like, hey, this is who I am. Please take it seriously. And then I can imagine the experience of asexual people – being, you know, you spend so much of your time trying to figure out, like, do I do I count? Like, oh, I had a sexual fantasy once. Does that mean I don't count as asexual anymore? Or oh, I I did this thing one time with a partner, I didn't like it, but now that I've had sex once, does that invalidate me from being asexual? I imagine there's at least a little. Cause it, it happens uh, across the LGBTQ uh, spectrum, right? Where a person, uh, will Nuka, say, Nuka, you've just haven't had enough experience with sex, right? Or well, I mean, I, I had this being being pansexual, right? There's this concern: was I was I quote unquote gay enough to count as being pansexual or not? That's so why I, I can only imagine um, how it must be for asexual people. It's it's a big fight on either end because you have on one side of everyone who's very sexual. And then if you're, oh, well, you're not, well, then you must be celibate. And then we already talked about how that's not even, that's not true either. And then so, uh, well, do you have some? Well, then you're not that. Well, like we said, it's a spectrum and where you lie on it and your reasons are on an individual basis. It's not, it's, it, there's no broad spectrum of everything. So there's a lot of stigma with it. And then it comes back to more, uh, you know, well, you haven't found the right person or you want this or I just, we can fix that. And then, I don't know, have you fucked a rake? <laughs> How do you know until you've done it? Fair, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't need seen, to I've do it. I've seen pretty sexy rakes in my lifetime. I don't need to do it to know that I don't want it. Yeah. That it's not interested. It's not interesting to me. So you don't have to do that. And then that goes for the same thing about, well, why aren't you gay? How do you know until you've had it? 
and it's it's just invalidating to other people and it's yeah. it just doesn't lead it anywhere. implies that you're not you're not you're not in touch enough or you're too stupid to know what you like and don't like that you somehow couldn't figure it out for yourself that this just wasn't a thing you liked wait wait you're you guys are meaning that 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 song at the end of zootopia like uh 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 try everything you mean that that song's wrong it needs to come with a caveat try everything as long as you're interested in it as long as it's something you want to do <laughs> um well, I, 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 I guess it, oh sorry go ahead uh well i was just you know as far as stigmas um you know i'm not asexual but one thing that comes to mind is a lot of people wonder how how can you be asexual and be in a relationship um, and I'm, it's story time with click now. Yay. Story <laughs> time with click. Yay. I'm excited. Yay. So, you know, and that's, that's one thought that I've, you know, I not necessarily had, but I know people have is, um, just like I said, how can you be in a relationship if, if you don't have sex at all? Because that's, that's such a societal norm, right? So I've, I, I kind of think I've gone through the whole spectrum of relationships regarding it. So I've, you know, I've been in a relationship where I wanted to get into that relationship because I was sexually attracted to that other person. And that's, that's all I wanted. I, I pursued it and I, I was relentless and I actually ended up in a steady relationship with them, but it was a terrible relationship and it did not last long because it was completely based on the fact that I just wanted to have sex with them. And, uh, you know, and basing a relationship completely on that was, was terrible. And then I've also had, um, you know, I was married for several years and it, that relationship wasn't completely based on sex, but my partner at that time really, I wouldn't say was hypersexual, but it it was close. Um, sex was a big part of that relationship. And once I, you know, like I said, it's just not something that I need every day, all the time, constantly. So that became boring to them. So our relationship was based enough on sex that it strained it. It put a lot of strain on the relationship. And then you look at the relationship that Voss and I have, and it's, you know, him being completely asexual. We don't do anything sexual. Romantic is completely different. Yes, we have a romantic relationship, but here's my standard. You know, I've been through several relationships that lasted months. I've been through a couple who lasted years. Voss and I have been together for 10 years. We work together. We carpool together. We're basically together 24-7 and, and can still handle each other. I, you know, I think that's a pretty good dynamic of, uh, or a good standard of, of, of what a relationship can be not based on sex. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm not a monster or anything. I'm not like, Hey, I'm asexual. Therefore you've got to be no sex for you. Right. One year. I, you know, and there's, there's <laughs> one a year. lot of give and take. Come back. Right. Yeah. One year. But that's, no soup you know, for I you. think that's a big part of it is, is being in a relationship, a completely romantic relationship. Like I said, I'm not asexual, but we talk about it and we understand where we're coming from and what we need 
and, and you know you set boundaries and and you have you have to have an understanding with each other and that's you know that's what we have well and i'm coming from the the same uh, somewhat a little bit similar but the whole aspect for me is that i you know what um Kura calls it it's he calls it winding the fox uh, and it's not us in our like, knowing you that makes total it's me, sense <laughs> me and me and him we don't do a lot of stuff together but um there are times that i do it with somebody else and then um and then i'm all like happy and giddy you know for the next day and he's like up oh, the fox has been wound <laughs> you know that's kind of our little little thing but the, the main thing is is that sex is not like if if sex is your pinnacle point of you having a relationship with somebody things happen time goes on sometimes things don't work down there anymore and if you don't have that particular relationship that's built upon love and trust you know what you're gonna need to gain that in order for your relationship to last long term right and i agree with you guys sex is in everything and you know, it's it's good. I enjoy it, and this is coming from somebody that that likes to have it. But um, you know, it's not what um, makes a makes a relationship. You have to have other things in order for a relationship to be successful. Right, and I, you know, I have to put a caveat on on you know all that st- stuff that I said. You know. Ha- Having a sex be part of your relationship isn't a bad thing. It you know it's not terrible, but in my experience, having too much emphasis on it, it just it just puts way too much strain on things. Yeah, that's that's why I we you know with us we've talked about it and had long discussions about what is and isn't okay and everything. And I know I'm not interested in sex at all, but I'm not going to force anyone else to do that. So, you know, you go out, you go have fun, enjoy yourself, just be safe. And, you know, I'm always here when you get home. Yeah, and that's the same exact aspect of our relationship. So if I could, if I could, oh, oh, if I could shift gears a little bit. Uh, Well, no, I'm not going to allow you to. I want, I I just want to talk to you, talk to you about your, your particular feelings. About... About what we've been talking about as far as like, relationships and... Oh, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything I can contribute that hasn't been said already. Just the, the idea of, of consent. Communication, I think, is one of these skills that is just... Um, anytime there's a problem in relationships, I'd say like half the time, uh, a, a few good conversations and, and actively listening to your partner uh, and, and negotiating and, you know, you know, really talking to one another about what your feelings are can do wonders. And I think that this is one of those cases where, yeah, it's it's making sure you're on the same page. Yeah. And, and you know what? If both of you decide, let's keep our relationship closed and that's what I want and that's what, or that's what they want together, then that's okay as well because you are the ones that set that particular boundary in that aspect. Uh, so if I could pivot a little bit, there's a couple, there's one thing that, uh, that Voss had mentioned earlier on and I wanted to come back to it because I think it's fascinating to me. The idea of how it's represented in the media. So Voss actually... Uh, uh, sniped me and picked out one of the uh, the exact examples I was going to use. Uh, I didn't one of the, notice. 
You, you didn't notice? <laughs> I didn't notice until I'm sorry. Oh no, no, I didn't okay, notice okay. until way late. I just it was, picked it out out of blue because it's but it was, was very but it was prominent. great because you were mindful of it, which I think is it, it, it speaks volumes to this, right? So as an example here, furries, right? Furries know when furries are in the media, right? Furries can tell you about the the infamous CSI episode or the you know many furries know about the thousand ways to die episode that involved a furry or you know the the Vanity Fair article or you know furries know about this stuff. Because it's you know it's relevant to furries, and I think it's very easy for for you know uh, uh, you know allosexual people to to not be aware of the fact that there there have been media representations of asexual people, and not always good ones. Sometimes they've been controversial, or sometimes they just fly under the radar, and people don't even realize that the character is either is asexual or was designed to be asexual or could be interpreted as asexual. So I wanted to throw a few examples by you and just see if they were ones that you were familiar with or if you'd heard anything about them. You'd obviously mentioned the house episode. And uh, I think you'd mentioned yeah. that obviously not not a great portrayal uh, of, of asexual people because it implies that, you know, they're not real. They're not real. Yeah, it's, it's a medical condition, uh, according to house, if you if you believe what house has to say. Um, a couple other examples we were talking before the show, um, the character of Jughead Jones, uh, I used to be a huge Archie Comics fan. And as far as I always knew when I was a kid, you know, I always assumed that Jughead Jones was just not interested at all in relationships. And presumably it was never mentioned in the comics, but, you know, presumably asexual. It was done um, when growing up, it was the, the author came and said, that, hey, you know, this growing up, he was always aromantic. And that's what it is. And I, I, I can attest through a lot of the sharing the things is someone will say something, you know, sexual or imply anything and it just goes right over the head and you just don't get it goes completely something else and then later it turned into you know yeah he's just not interested and then a lot of pressure from publications and other people about hey he's been doing this and hasn't gotten a girlfriend or anything in these comics or it's not gone anyway which way is it and then so they kind of pushed it and made it so oh yeah actually he's he's heterosexual he's he's into it and then it sparked a lot of backlash because it was like hey this has never been a thing why is this suddenly now a thing yeah why did you have to change the character yeah and then there's a lot of that that goes in through there's a lot of whitewashing a lot of changing characters just for the sake of they don't like the portrayal of they there's there's no activity or if it's these two these two of same sex are they they actually have nothing together they're just you know best friends well then they've got to be they can't be together in any sort of intimate way that that way they so we're gonna make some outrage and make the writers come out and say hey this character is straight mm-hmm. like uh, the batman and robin like let me tell you they, they totally had something going well, they on even, those times. They even did that with Spongebob, for Ano- Another one of my examples. Yeah, Spongebob and Patrick. I was just going to say that. Yeah. is because they freaked out because they were like, they're all together all the time. So they can't be gay couple. Therefore, we're going to come out and say as the writers that they're straight. Well, I think canonically, so I was going to mention that. I think canonically now, when, when they asked the, the writer of Spongebob Squarepants, Apparently, to avoid controversy because people are saying, oh, they're they're gay. I believe the writer said, no, they're asexual. Just to just to 
to rid themselves of the controversy and just no, they're, yeah, they're asexual. Yeah, it was it was the excuse of they're asexual because sea sponges are asexual, yeah. therefore one to one. And I don't know if that makes sense, but or it's just using it as a scapegoat, so yeah. you don't have to deal with it. So a can't character can't just be asexual as just a, a matter of their character, but now it's a scapegoat or it's a, a convenient there, contrivance to help the writer. <laughs> there's very very few actually good things that have been maintained in this and there's a lot of erasure going on well, so let me... i think the one of the better ones is like todd chavez from bojack horseman is a really good example yeah of because it goes through that he's just questioning finding out about himself and then goes through the seasons of uh well what what does this mean what where am i on the spectrum when how do I find others or anything? And it's it's really good depiction. Okay, I, you know, I was going to I'm a huge BoJack Horseman fan. And so I was always interested in how Todd Chavez, the, the asexual character, would be seen by asexual people. Like, was it a fair, uh, uh, you know, interpretation? Did it seem gimmicky and sort of fake? Did it seem very genuine? So yeah, I wanted to know what you thought about it. Uh, with that one, I, I think a lot of people, I can't speak for all asexual people, but I think the... the a lot of people really liked what how they portrayed it. They liked the portrayal of questioning, what is this, what I, and then the journey of what does it mean to be asexual and where on this spectrum do I personally lie and kind of gets it out there and it doesn't make jokes or pot shots or it's just Todd doing Todd shenanigans and he just also happens to be asexual. It's not the forefront of everything about his character. And making him a likable character, that was really important too. The fact that he's he's not like, oh, look at this quiet, sullen, weird guy who, who you know, of course he's asexual and weird. Like, no, it's like, no, he's he's a likable character. He's one of one of people's favorite characters from the show. And you know, yeah. And it goes through there, because there's a lot of there's a lot of problems with with uh with erasure for asexual people. And I I don't even mean just in, in media, I mean when you say when you ask someone half the time what does you know lgbtqa plus mean and a lot of people will go oh the a in that stands for allies yeah and it's supposed to stand for asexual and then there's a lot of people who will go well you're not attracted to anyone therefore it's not part of this of this umbrella so you're not yeah. really lgb you're you're something else but then on the other fence it's going to be people well hey you're not straight having sex getting married so you're not with us either so you kind of get thrown to either end and then you just get erased and forgotten yeah i was actually going to ask about that too broadly speaking about gatekeeping right so there's gatekeeping within the lgbtq plus community about whether or not to include, you know, asexuality. Is it an orientation? Is it the lack of an orientation? And people will will sometimes draw lines in the sand here and try to say who does and doesn't count. Uh, but also within the asexual community itself, I imagine there's a little bit of gatekeeping that goes on. Um, and the idea that, okay, so a person who's, uh, you know, aromantic, but not asexual, right? Do they, do they belong here? Do they go in their own separate category? Um, and yeah, I, I can imagine too. It'd be very uh, disheartening if you're asexual and you feel like, oh, I, I find solidarity in the LGBTQ community, only to find out that, like, no, you're you don't belong here. You go you go to some other box. I can't imagine what that must feel like. It, it's it's very. It was going through it. It was very isolating because you just don't 
feel like you fit in anywhere. Like, I don't know. I can't go to like fur cons a lot because a lot of things in fur cons are about, you know, dancing and then getting rubbed up and a lot more intimate things. And I just feel like I can't go do any of these activities or go do these things or go to these places because people want to do this and I know I'm not going to be interested. And what if someone wants to do this and I don't, I'm not for it. And then it gets really awkward and then, or I'm just not included into things because why include that person if they don't do anything? It raises a really interesting point too about how the furry fandom is, is on the one hand, very sex positive, but on the other hand, it being very sex positive, it's almost like we have this blind spot of asexuality, right? In the attempt to be sex positive and say, hey, no matter what your sexual interest is, you're welcome here while completely forgetting what about the people who don't really have much of a sexual interest? How about them? Are they welcome here too? And, and, and the presumption that you, you have to have a sexual interest if you're a furry. I agree with you. We're sex positive asterisk. And it's kind of, I don't know, I feel like that's kind of disheartening because I'd like to think that we are open to 100% everybody. Um, but it does know. get a little weird sometimes. I, I, I know because you get this weird, like if you're asexual and you're sex averse, then, and you don't want it, then what level are you being a, a sex averse? asexual and what person are you trying to white knight i don't want sex in the fandom and then a lot of people conflate the two it's it's not that i don't want sex or anything in the fandom it's just i'm not interested so i'm not getting it i'm not pushing any of that yeah so i have um some questions so do do people that are asexual do they um do they look at pornography or do they look at yif some do Again, it just depends on the person. Some, they just, it's not interesting. And they would much rather just look at the safer work stuff. And then they enjoy that. And they enjoy the animals and the community. And some people are totally about it. And that's where they get their satisfaction is purely from YIF or furry porn or any of that. And then it's, it's just a person by person basis. Do you guys find that it's hard um, sometimes to to connect with people? Ah, through the through the furry fandom, I I think I think so a lot. Just because everyone everyone is the furry fandom itself is very sex positive, like we said, and trying to go out there and meet someone, and then you want to talk, and it, it always comes up of hey. What do you want this? And then for me, it's always in the back of my mind and I'm always nervous and I'm always scared because I'm like, I'm meeting someone new. I'm saying hello. And all right, how much do I say? How far do I go? When are they going to bring up sex? When are they going to want more? When is they, when is this going to turn from hello to cuddling to they want it's more? It's sort of and, Damocles hanging over you. <laughs> And it's, it's always nerve wracking and it always terrifies me because I just don't know. And so rather than going out and saying hello and meeting people, I just won't. I'll just stay home and do my own thing and I won't go out. So one thing um, I wanted to, to sort of mention and perhaps ask about is, so I, I, I mentioned at the start of the, uh, the 
um, with the podcast here, that about 0.5 to 1% of people were asexual. One of the things, and you, you mentioned about erasure and, and the feeling of like, you know, the, the, almost the idea that you feel like you're the only one or there aren't, aren't a lot of asexual people around. I wanted to maybe bring to focus attention the idea that there are symbols and terminology and, and, and things that kind of fly under the radar a little bit that may help asexual people to recognize one another or to be able to sort of, uh, in the same way that a furry might wear a furry shirt and fly under the radar as a furry to the average person, but it can help furries to sort of recognize other furries. Bronies, as a brony, this used to happen as well. You could wear a brony shirt, like 20% cooler. Bronies would get the reference, and if you weren't a brony, no one knew what your shirt was. And so I was kind of curious to ask you a bit about uh, some of the terminology or symbology. I got a few of them here and I wanted to know if these were terms that you yourself had heard or if you knew of other ones that I was missing. So uh, so the term ace, you know, so, so to refer to asexuality or aro for, for a, aromantic. Yeah, it's um, just shorthand. Yeah. Uh, an ace of spades or an ace playing card sort of being kind of a, a way to, to portray that you're um, uh, asexual as well in kind of a, a more subtle way. Um, yeah, I'd heard of that one before. I don't know how common that one is, though. It's here and there. It's not super common. Usually, most people just have the the ace flag. Speaking of the is, ace, is is the most common one. Speaking of the ace flag, just for anyone who I know that the all, all the different flags can be a little bit uh, hard to keep track of. So for those who who don't know, the ace flag uh, is four horizontal stripes, uh, and they are from top to bottom black, gray, white, and purple, and to the best of my knowledge, I believe the symbolism is black is to refer to asexuality, gray for, for gray sexual or being kind of in the middle, uh, white for, for, for being sexual. Uh, and then the purple bar, uh, I believe is supposed to represent uh, community, sort of cohesion and community. So if you see the, the, the black, gray, white, purple flag, that's the asexual flag. Um, also, I've seen uh, sort of a ring sometimes used, perhaps, uh, to symbolize it. Uh, I saw somewhere online, someone had said that if uh, uh, one way of communicating that you're asexual might be to wear a black ring on your middle finger. I had never heard of that one before. I don't know if that's someone that's something that's on your radar. Yeah, I, I know about it. It's not, it wasn't really a big thing and it's starting to kind of become more popular. Oh, it's catching on. Huh. It, it's kind of a newer thing where more people, you know, if you want to go into this community and you want to feel safer with no one trying to you know make advances on you or anything and you see that ring then you know you can talk to that person without any worry do you know of any other simple like those are the ones i knew of do you know of any other ones terminology or uh symbols or you'd even mentioned a joke earlier that you say well the the uh the asexual people will get that one and and you you know uh sexual people might not probably won't uh, there's a lot of those ones that's usually what people kind of joke around with mostly uh like the, the one uh if you were listening earlier where i said hey the invasion of denmark is in two weeks and that one goes based on there are more asexuals in the world than the population of denmark oh so all asexual people could invade denmark <laughs> and win and we could just take it over and have an asexual have your own country. <laughs> I'd never and heard that before. That's kind of the joke with that one. The, uh, the most common one that you will hear from pretty much anyone is garlic bread. I've heard that, but I don't know the reference. I don't know what it's referenced to, but I've heard that before. So what is that a reference to? Uh, Rue, have you heard it? Click, have you heard it? 
No, but I love garlic bread. <laughs> exactly. I, I love garlic bread as well. I'll eat and okay, you love garlic bread? I, absolutely. I, I had garlic bread for dinner tonight. So Exactly, because garlic bread is better than sex. <laughs> You know, I can't disagree with it. I, you know, you're not wrong. I would, I would, these days, I would rather have a loaf of garlic bread than, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's oh. where the joke comes from. Of the million <laughs> things that are better than sex, garlic bread is better than sex. Um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, why not? I like, both? I like is cookies, but I don't necessarily think cookies are better than sex. You're allowed to like like those things more than sex. That's fine. That's that's just where the joke comes from. I like. I I, I heard that. I didn't know what it was referenced to. Thank you. Now you know. It's just there's there's that, and there's you know there's various forms of that. Of course, you know, cake is better than sex. Cake is better than sex. Any of that. It's just mostly what it is. But I think that that one definitely is the biggest. The garlic bread one. The garlic bread. I'll have to remember that. Okay, interesting. Want to want to throw a break then, and we'll. So, oh, sorry. I, yeah, so I was gonna that. actually say, click. Hey, do you want to? Um, so I have a ball and a bat. Do you want to bring us into break? Oh, I was just gonna say. Now I need some garlic bread, so I'm gonna go find some. <laughs> I don't. Let's take a garlic bread break. I like that. I like that. <laughs> garlic bread break. Woo! Woo! Everybody, I hope that you enjoyed this particular episode. Before we finish up on talking about asexuality, let's gather some final thoughts. We'll go ahead and start with Nuka. I'm full of garlic bread. Yes, it was a very <laughs> um, tasty, it was a very fulfilling. Uh, I guess I just wanted to, to mention out there um, that, uh, again, one of the most striking findings to me when doing research for this was just seeing how, uh, you know, 0.5 to 1% of folks are asexual. And I can't imagine how difficult it must be to to find one another. And so uh, an organization that I came across, if you're not familiar with it, is the Asexual Visibility and Education Network or asexuality.org. And uh, they do fantastic work in helping uh, with things like advocacy for asexual people, helping to set up organizations in whatever city you happen to be in. I think uh, very relatively recently in New York City, they had one of the biggest asexual uh, asexual gatherings, something like 250 or 300 asexual people all kind of in one place uh, marching. And I thought that was really cool. So um, I think resources like that are, are tremendously useful if you're asexual or you think you might be asexual and you want to sort of find a community of like-minded others. Uh, I think that's places like that would be great. So that's all I got. Uh, Voss, how about you? Uh, I could say, 
this is all what you deserve for dragging me out of my sound booth. You heard me talk a lot and burn all of your ear holes. And it was fantastic hearing from you. Before I go, I guess I have to give my final thoughts before I get launched back into my sound booth and locked away in the basement for eternity. Get editing. And, I've lit. And you'll edit never that episode. I've lit the fuse already. <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to say yes, that is a great organization. Uh, there's a lot of misconceptions out there and a lot of questions or anything. And if you have any questions, you can feel free to throw them at me, and I will do my best to answer them. Uh, at our wonderful FUA. Telegram group <laughs> and uh, another organization I just want to throw out there on top of it is called Ace Week and they do a lot of advocacy as well and they go make a lot of awareness for the week and last one was in October where they'd spent the entire week doing seminars panels and then getting awareness out there and that's a good place to also go and the lastly if you really want a good entertaining deep dive into what this is and a little explanation that you can enjoy watching or just throwing out to give another one on top of our podcast, which you should do. Give it to everyone. Do it now. I'll wait. Waiting. All right. Now that I appreciate you giving it to a friend, uh, the other person would be called Jaden Animations. They did an episode where they came out as asexual, aromantic, and they have made an entire video animated about that and it is a really good explanation so i would recommend that one as well and uh click what do you have to say my esteemed colleague and loveless marriage partner <laughs> <laughs> i don't have any cool resources okay but do you have any thoughts not really garlic bread garlic bread, garlic bread. <laughs> That's going to be the title of the episode. Garlic bread. <laughs> Fuck yeah, garlic bread. Also, a bracket, also asexuality. Also, you know, minor note, footnote. Yeah. Speaking of, a, uh, of ace erasure. <laughs> I was just, um, I was so just going to share. Oh, go ahead. What is your thought? Go ahead. Uh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So I was just going to share that um, I think one thing to remember is no matter, all of us come into all different shapes and sizes none, none of us is a copy of another person there's going to be people that are going to like certain things and there's going to be people that don't like certain things the main aspect is is that you know we just have to be appreciative of uh and respectful to each other and treat each other with love and respect just because it's something that you're into doesn't necessarily mean that somebody else is going to be into it so um you know one thing that i would just suggest is when it comes to uh, relationships with others, you know, communicate, talk, discuss, figure out what is, what's something that's going to work for, for the both of you. If you find yourself in a relationship where one really likes um, sex and then the other one doesn't, communicate, talk, and, and figure something out that works for the both of you. So I guess if we were to transition out of that, we could talk about uh, the mailbag. I know we had a fantastic episode uh, last episode, and I'm sure we've got a ton of email here. So let me just go through the old mailbag uh -oh. here. Nuka. And yeah. As empty as my brain is, it appears it's as empty as the mailbag. Well, no, no, hold on. I, I've got I've got one here. It says it's uh, extend your manhood in just 40. Oh, God. 
this is this is all just dick pictures. Oh my oh god. Okay. Oh 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 sorry, okay. sorry, Nuka. I sent it to the wrong place. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, the amount of times this happens. <laughs> so so if you want to to increase the proportion of emails in our inbox that are not Rue sending dick pictures, uh, <laughs> please send us emails to our mailbag. We love uh, hearing your thoughts, your feedback on the episode, questions about the episode, questions about past episodes, just your own thoughts. It doesn't even have to be about an episode. Just let us know uh, ideas, thoughts, feedback, whatever you got for us. Uh, yeah, we, we'd love to be able to read it on the uh, the show or uh, you can use our speak pipe and you can read us an email, uh, so to speak. doesn't even have to be an out about an episode. Just give us your thoughts. You know what? I'm excited. Oh my God. You, do you guys know what the next episode is about. Wait, Rue, I have a thought. It Go for it. In, speaking of, you know, emails and, and unwanted emails. Now hear me out. Spam on garlic bread. <laughs> that could work. This sounds amazing. It. I'm going to go try it. <laughs> and he's gone. Hey there, folks. Nuka here hitting you with a little bit of housekeeping for, for what it's worth. Uh, first of all, remember that for what it's worth would not be possible without the support, feedback, and interaction of listeners like you in our wonderful fan community. You can check out all of our past episodes, plus learn more about the show, its host, and what's coming up next on the show on our website, forwhatitsworth.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at forwhatitsworth, no spaces, uh, to get updates on upcoming episodes, to hear latest news about the show, or to get some opportunities to contribute to upcoming episodes. You can also join our Telegram channel where we regularly chat about uh, the upcoming show episodes and random topics and just an opportunity to chat with our friend, uh, chat with our fans. Uh, if you want to be on the Telegram channel, just contact Rue at WineRedFox on Telegram, all one word, uh, and you'll get added to the Telegram channel. Note that you have to be 18 years of age or older to join the Telegram group. If you want to send us an email uh, or contribute to the mailbag or just get in touch with us in any way, the easiest way to do that is with our email at cast at forwhatitsworth.com. Uh, or you can email any of the specific cast members by just putting their name. So for me, it would be Nuka at forwhatitsworth.com or for Rue, it would be Rue at forwhatitsworth.com. Uh, if you want to send us an audio file to be played instead of an email, or if you want to uh, contribute to the idents that play throughout the show, uh, you can upload a recording to us directly through SpeakPipe. That's speakpipe.com slash F-W-I-W. So you can put a little recording on there and we can use your voice rather than trying to uh, read it in our own tired voices. Uh, finally, the best way you can help out the show directly is by sharing it with your friends. Our audience grows every episode through word of mouth. So uh, if you like this episode, or if you think you know someone who might be interested in this or any other episodes, uh, let them know where to find us. Saru, what were you going to say about uh, Oh, the next, next episode. episode, I'm super excited about it. We need tons and tons of emails about this because we need to know from other people about... It's it's completely different from this particular episode. We're going from one extreme to the other extreme. You guys ready? You guys ready to hear? It's 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 something that's like garlic bread, but it's 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 good. It's good stuff. Garlic knots. It's garlic knots. We are actually going to be talking about group sex. So 
You like your buddy? Your buddy likes you? Hey, you all get together and you make a pot of stew. I don't know. We're gonna be talking about group sex, so if you have an experience or if you have um, some information that you would like to share uh, about group sex or you have questions about it, you're like, wait, group sex? What is this? Like, why would you want to do it with more than one person? So if you have questions, please feel free to send us an email over at castatforwhatitsworth.com. All right. So I think that's, uh, that's everything for this episode. So let's, uh, I guess from all of us, I want to say this has been Nuka. This has been Rue. This is Boss. Unclick. And this has been... For what it's worth. For what it's worth. worth. Yay! We did it! We did another episode! Yeah, season... I mean, episode two is done! Yeah!